What's up, guys? It's here. It's here. Football season is here. Training camp is here. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting hyped. I am getting hyped. Um, yeah, things. football is finally here. The dead season of basically May through July, where like nothing happens, including me podcasting. <laughs> nothing was happening. It was all just like, all right, we got Medicamp. Here's the playbook. And we'll see you guys in like, you know, six weeks. And then there was not really anything. You know, there was like the occasional interview here or there with a player, tight end university. Uh, now it's pretty much it. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of got busy with all the other things in life. Um, I went on vacation in May. That was awesome. Did like a 10 day road trip. Uh, then work got really busy. Um, I'm in property management. Most of my stuff is like college housing. So I've been working like 10 hour days here, uh, like three, four days out of the week. Uh, so probably working like 50 hour weeks last like month or so. Um, you know, and just all the other things, you know, and I kind of got burnt out on football and Madden, but here we are. We're back. Training camp is here. And uh, I'm not going to do an in-depth dive on all the details of every single little thing that's kind of going on in training camp. I'm just going to give you some basic things, uh, some general thoughts, and a few recommendations. Um, just in terms of coverage and, uh, what we can expect now that training camp is here, the preseason is just around the corner. Um, and we're going to have some real football stuff and we already have some football news. So very, very exciting stuff. So I think the first thing we should start off with is probably the two biggest stories. And the two biggest stories right now are... Brock Purdy, Nick Bosa, in my opinion. Brock Purdy was somehow, miraculously, he managed to recover like six weeks ahead of time and be fully cleared to practice, kind of. <laughs> uh, you know, with a little bit of like limitations and a little bit of like reps, but like fully cleared to practice day one for training camp. So... Huge win for Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I think I mentioned months ago that the kind of thought process again was like, hey, I remember I went on that big rant <laughs> and I was like, nobody freaking knows anything because nobody knows time and, you know, we'll find out when it happens. Um, I didn't really expect Purdy to be ready to go at this point, but he was ready to go day one. Um the uh, early reports are that he looked a little bit rusty the first couple days in practice. He's on kind of like a limited rep count. Uh, so typically the Niners, they do with training camp, they do three days on, one day off. But Purdy's doing, they don't want Purdy going three days in a row yet. Um, so Purdy's been doing like two days on, a day off, and then the team has a day off. So the team is going basically three days on, one day off. Purdy's basically going two on, two off, two on, two off. What does that mean? It means that 
when Purdy's there, two out of those three training days, uh, he gets the number one reps. Trey and Darnold are kind of splitting the number two reps. And then Brandon Allen is getting the number threes. And it's kind of stupid, honestly, that during those days, it's almost like Brandon Allen is getting more reps than Lance and Darnold. Realistically, you could just not give any to him on those days and give the extra, you know, three reps a piece uh, to Trey and Darnold, Uh, you know, have them be the three practicing. It makes more sense on those days that Brock is there to split the reps between three guys than four guys. Just my opinion. I don't know anything. I'm just some dude. Um, But this is kind of like one weird little thing. Um, And then on the days that, Purdy is having a rest day in a sense. Uh, They're basically rotating between who's the number one and the, who's the number two between like uh, Trey and uh, Darnold. So that's just kind of like what's been happening with Brock, but uh, it sounds like he, he looks about the same by all accounts. His uh, arm looks about the same. He was a little bit rusty, uh, but the the velocity is about the same. He's running around. Uh, a little bit rusty, but we've only had, I think, five days of training camp so far. Uh, if my math serves me correct, it was uh, like three days last week, and then uh, there's two days so far this week. Um, so I think there's only been five days, and I think Brock has only had like three or four days of practice. And honestly, with you know him only having three or four days of practice and not having the whole offseason to like build chemistry with the guys coming off of a, you know, injury. I'm not surprised he's a little rusty. I'm not too concerned right now. I'll be concerned if he is still quote unquote rusty in practice. Um, by the time like preseason week two rolls around. Um, I don't remember exactly how long training camp is. I think it's like three or four weeks, but you know, week one, I expect things to be a little bit rusty for a lot of the guys Typically by week two and week three is when people really start getting into rhythm. And that's when you should really start seeing the chemistry develop between the receivers and the quarterbacks. That first kind of week or so, they got to develop their timing and develop their chemistry. You're still kind of learning the plays. The coaches are saying, hey, you know, on on this play, if you see a single high, we want you to run the route this way. If you see it too high, we want you to run it that way. So all those little nuances, That's that first week, it takes a little bit. Um, but apparently today, Brock had his best uh, his best practice so far, and I think it was his like fourth practice total. So yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, starting quarterback Brock Purdy is essentially fully cleared to practice. I don't know if he'd be ready to play uh, in terms of like his uh, doctor giving the go ahead. If it was like, Hey, you're playing tomorrow. Um, I don't know if they're going to play. I wouldn't think that they're going to play him uh, the first preseason game. However, I do think that they'll give Brock Purdy some preseason reps in terms of uh, game reps, just to make sure that he's kind of, you know, like uh, knock the cobwebs off, got hit once or twice, you know, kind of feels the speed of the game before the season actually starts. And it doesn't even have to be a lot. It could be that they're legitimately like, hey, we're going to give you two drives in the second preseason game. Um, but yeah, either way, though, the fact that Brock is back is great. Um, 
it does create an interesting dynamic with uh, Lance, Darnold, and Brandon Allen. Um, I'm not going to touch on all the rumors, all that, all and uh, you know theories out there about who's going to do what and all that kind of stuff. Um, but short version is we're not keeping four quarterbacks. So somebody is going to get cut and or traded at some point during the preseason. Who goes where? No idea. Um, I will not shy away from the fact that I still am very curious about Trey Lance's potential because of the talent level and the character and the work ethic. Um, Brock Purdy earned the quarterback job. He earned QB1, hands down. Brock Purdy, in my opinion, he was undefeated when he played. And I am counting that Miami game because he basically came in in the first quarter of the Miami game and dominated Miami. And then he won in Tampa Bay and then he won in Seattle. I was there. It was also released in an interview recently that Brock Purdy broke his rib or at least one rib. I think he was on the Mac and Murph uh, show. They're uh, a radio uh, radio show out of the Bay Area. But he said he broke his ribs in like the second quarter at Tampa Bay. So he was playing with broken ribs uh, for a couple weeks. I don't know if you remember. They were like, oh yeah, he's got like an oblique injury. And it was always like really vague. He's playing with cracked ribs. So Brock Purdy, tough as hell. And uh, he won every single game, in my opinion. Uh, the game that he didn't win in the NFC Championship is because, like, he tore his elbow. Like, if you can't throw a ball, like, he was injured in the first five minutes of the game. To me, that game does not count as a full block. That game, to me, counts less than the Miami game. Because in the Miami game, he played about 90% of that game, 80-90% of that game's offensive reps, and they won. In the uh, NFC Championship game, he played like 10% of that game healthy. So, you know, I'm counting the Miami game. To me, he's 8-0 when he finishes. And I will count the Miami game as a start. Um you know, just again, you, that's my reasoning. <laughs> so Brock Purdy was legit and I know he doesn't have a big arm. I know he's not a big guy. Uh, I get nervous about the injuries. I get nervous about his ceiling, but the dude can freaking operate Shanahan's offense. And what do coaches want? Especially a coach like Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive genius who will set up play after play after play after play and build off of that, manipulate defenses and set up home run shots and easy big plays, he wants someone who will execute his offense. Brock Purdy did that. He's got moxie for days. He's got ice in his veins. He's a pure gamer. Yes, he's not big. Yes, he's not super strong as far as a thrower. But you know what? He's good enough in those things. And the X factor, the intangibles he has, those are those are elite. Brock Purdy has elite intangibles and he has good enough physical. And uh, the fact that he's making under a million bucks a year on his rookie contract means that, you know what, you can throw a whole lot of good shit around him. Am I a little worried about what happens in three years when you have to decide whether or not he's worth 40 or $50 million? 
yeah, I am. And that's why Trey intrigues me because I see Trey as having the potential to develop into, uh, Trey has the physical talent, in my opinion, to become a uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert caliber player if he were to develop his full potential. Uh, meaning I think Trey could develop into a top five quarterback if he reaches that potential. Will he ever? No idea. But the potential intrigues me, so I really hope we get to see some Trey. It would uh, it would be really sad if they traded Trey somewhere and uh, he ended up going on to become a superstar for the next 10 or 15 years. And, uh, you know, Brock didn't, so... Um, anyways, I'm very excited for Brock to be back and I really hope we just get to see Lance. Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. We have five years and 50 games of Sam Darnold being, uh, bad to mediocre and, uh, obviously being in the Kyle Shanahan offense with all of the elite weapons that we have, will make Sam Darnold look better. That doesn't mean that he'll be good. And I still think Trey would be better. Um, and we know how much the Niners quarterbacks get hurt. So we'll see what happens. If I was to make a prediction, one of two things is going to happen is that uh, either Brandon Allen gets cut uh, at the end of the preseason. They try and sneak him on the practice squad. It doesn't happen. He gets picked up somewhere else and they throw on a different vet onto the practice squad, keeping Trey and Darnold as QB two and three or they trade either Darnold or Trey, whoever has the highest trade value, and they keep Brandon Allen as QB3. Now, I don't think, in my personal opinion, that Darnold or Trey realistically have that high of trade value anyways. I mean, what are you expecting to get from Trey and is that worth it versus having a quarterback who's been in your system for two years that knows the offense who wants to prove himself is to me having Trey as a backup that's worth way more than like a fourth pound, a fourth round pick. Cause what are you going to get with a fourth round pick? Like, you know, I, I wouldn't count on it being as valuable as a potential starting quarterback. Um, also just the money. You know, like Trey's money is already guaranteed. So sure, you'll clear up, you know, a little bit of money, but really you're just trying to clear up some money for next year, which I get. Um, But I'd much rather keep Trey. So I hope they keep Trey. Um, I could care less between Darnold and uh, and uh, and Brandon Allen uh, because you never want to see your QB three. I get if And honestly, if Darnold's, your, I'm great with Sam Darnold being your number three quarterback. He's a veteran with a good attitude. He seems like a cool dude. Um, but he's not good. And I think Trey is, I think Trey is, I think Trey is better in this offense because he has the experience in this offense. And I think he has the potential to develop still since he's only had three, four games. But anyways, so that's big story number two. Big story, or big story number one. Big story number two is Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is still not, has still not reported to training camp because they still don't have a deal done. What's my concern level? I wasn't that concerned until 
about now, just being honest, um, it's kind of one of those things where like Nick Bosa wants to be here. They know Nick wants to, Nick wants to be here. They want to pay Nick. Nick wants to get paid. Nick is a defensive player of the year entering his prime and Nick wants to get paid and they want to pay him. But it's like when you're working out a deal, that's this big of a contract and you're dealing with the Bosa family who know how to work NFL contracts. Again, this family has been playing football, like pro football. They go back in 30 years, you know, Daddy Bosa played for, I think, well, like, like four, five, six years in the 80s. So this team is, they're well off. They know their worth. They know how to get what they're worth. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of working out the details. I just, uh, and I'm not really concerned about Nick Bosa showing up in shape or not, because if there's anybody who always stays in ridiculous shape, it's Nick Bosa. Like I, I would bet that every single day, Nick Bosa is working out like three hours a day, unless it's a rest, unless it's a rest day. (laughs) So Nick Bosa, he is, he's going to be in really good shape. Um, it does usually take, uh, about like two weeks to get in quote unquote football shape. Cause there's only so much you can do, um, up to but not including like getting hit and making contact and that's something that you got to kind of build your calluses up to so Nick Bosa is going to have the conditioning and everything down but the actual like timing of like his pass rush moves and getting used to hitting guys that'll take a week or two um but yeah I mean he's going to be making somewhere in the neighborhood of if I were to just guesstimate, he's going to be making a deal somewhere in the neighborhood of 31 to $34 million a year. I don't know how, if they want to do a shorter deal or a longer deal or a more complex, like, Hey, you know, a three year with a second three year kind of deal. Um, I don't know what the plan is, but, um, yeah, long story short is they're going to try and work out a deal for Bosa and it's just a matter of time. Uh, I do not expect it to take too much longer. Um, I think Lynch had a, uh, a presser today and he said that they got to exhibit patience, which I understand. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the main thing is when does the season start? When is, when is the first game of the season? Let me actually just look this up here real quick. Go to NFL schedule. Yeah, later I'll do that. What's on the schedule? Because I believe that... Okay, so we got the... Here we go. Week one. Thursday, September 7th is the very first Thursday game. So the very first game the Niners play is uh, at the Steelers September 10th. So September 10th, so we've still got five, six weeks. So as long as the deal gets done in the next like week or two, I'm good. I don't even care if Nick Bosa plays in the preseason. I just hope that he is signed by the time that preseason is ending. Um, obviously, it'd be great for Nick Bosa to practice against his other teammates. They can get the experience of practicing against an elite level guy. Um 
But Bosa is going to be an incredible shape. He's going to be an incredible player. We all know who, how good he is. It's just a question of, hey, can, can we get the deal done so you can at least be ready for week one? Uh, I just don't want him showing up like, hey, guys, we're playing Pittsburgh, and I'm glad that I got my contract signed yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to like hit anybody yet. So hopefully I don't pull a hamstring in Pittsburgh. Go team. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my only concern with Bosa. The deal's going to happen. The Niners like to play their guys. I wish it would have happened already, but it is what it is. They're going to work out a deal. So the Bosa thing. Um, Yeah, anyway, so that's Bosa. He's going to get a big deal. My prediction, 31 to $33 million a year. Probably a four or five year deal. All right. Um, Moving on. A few other things. So... One thing that's really cool is the fact that the Niners do a whole bunch of media and fan availability practices. There's been a ton of people who have been going out there, including content creators, going out there, going to practices, reporting at training camp. Um, I'm just going to list off a few names of guys who've been out there uh, just as like content creators and uh, podcasters, um, people that... You know, their eyes eyes on the ground at camp because I can't be there. I live a thousand miles away and I'm working too much. Uh, but some people are there. So um, just to name a few, uh, John Chapman of the 49ers Rush, shout out. He's awesome. Uh, I believe he's been going to every fan one. Uh, let's see who else has been going out there. Uh, Rohan. I forget how Rohan's last name goes, but he writes for 49ers web zone. Uh, it's like, uh, Rohan. Where is it? Chakaravithi. I'm sorry, Rohan, but Rohan's great. He's doing daily reports. Um, let's see who else has been out there. Uh, I saw Jesse Naylor out there. He was out there at least one time. Uh, Brad Graham's been out there. Uh, I think Crocker was out there of, um, oh yeah, I got to list these guys, uh, names off, uh, Brad Graham of the SF Niners, <laughs> Eric Crocker of 49er locked on 49ers, uh, Jesse Naylor of, uh, gosh, what's the name of his show? I keep forgetting. Uh, it's like real talk sports or something. Uh, but he's awesome. Uh, Jay nails on Twitter. Uh, let's see who else has been out there. Uh, Haberman and Middlecoff. I know that, uh, I think Haberman has been out there, um, for, uh, a majority of the practices. Uh, I think Kyle Posey has made it out there. He's great. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of who else has been out there. I think Ted, Ted was out there of, uh, Ted talks Niners trying to see, uh, trying to think just off the top of my head. That's just all off the top of my head. There's obviously the other like big wigs, the professional, I don't want to say that, uh, the, uh, the credentialed media members. <laughs> uh, so, you know, your, your Matt Mayoko's, your Matt Barrows, your Dave Lombardi's, uh, your Tim Kawakami's, um, Grant Cohn. I'm not a fan I am not a fan of Grant Cohn, the Twitter personality or the YouTube personality. Um, 
or the podcast personality. I'm not a fan of Grant Cohn, the personality. What I do like about Grant Cohn is that he reports every single day of training camp um, and he gives his opinion. And he does actually ask tough questions. A lot of the times he's a dick and I don't like him. And I told him on Twitter that I didn't like him and he blocked me. (laughs) I still stand by my statement. Uh, But I can still appreciate the fact that he actually goes out there and he reports what he sees with his eyes every single practice. Uh, So I will give him credit for that. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of like podcasters out there content creators, credentialed media guys, you know, you've got the athletic, you've got, Oh, 49ers cutback with ant. Um, let's see here. I mentioned Chapman. I'm looking through my podcast thing. Um, gold standard. I wonder if anyone from the gold standard is out there. I don't know if, uh, Steph or, um, uh, Jason have been out there yet. Um, but if they have, you know, I'm sure they'll be reporting on it. And, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, just like a few things to keep in mind as we watch these, uh, as we get all these reports from training camps, So a few things that you want to keep in mind. So number one is that injuries happen. So injuries are going to happen it's just a matter of time. I think so far we've been fairly lucky. I heard that uh, today Jalen Moore, the uh, guy, uh, offensive tackle, he's kind of competing for like a swing tackle position. Um, apparently he had an injury today. It sounds like it's not too serious from what people saw. He was able to walk off the field. Um, but, you know, like lower, lower leg, ankle, foot, something in that general area, you know, from the knee down, uh, had an injury. Injuries are going to happen. The big thing that you hope for is just that they're not too serious. You know, you had Daryl Luter, the rookie, he, uh, hyperextended his knee apparently a month or two back and he's got a bone bruise he's working through. Um, Charverius Ward was uh, a little bit limited on practice one of these days because of, uh, I guess like a tight hamstring or something. Um, so, there's going to be some injuries. You just, you know, you pray to the football gods, you knock on wood and you hope that one of your star guys doesn't get some, doesn't have something serious happen. Um, so injuries are going to happen. Just pray for the best. Pray they don't pray. They aren't too serious. Um, but it is what it is. Another thing to keep in mind is that, uh, players come and go during this time of the year. You know, we've got 90, 91 players, Uh, a lot of those back end guys, they're going to be, you know, kind of flipped and traded and, you know, some guy will get injured. They'll wave him with an injury designation. They'll pick up another guy or they'll say, Hey, you know, we had a couple injuries, so we need to add someone for depth for reps for this position. So we're going to wave a different guy that actually happened today. Um, we picked up taco Charlton. Do you remember that guy? Taco Charlton. Uh, he was like a first round pick by the uh, Broncos, uh, but we picked up Taco Charleston, uh, Taco Charlton, uh, defensive end again. Like uh, I think he was like uh, the 28th overall pick back in 2017 by the Cowboys. Um, 
you know, just played a little bit over the last few years. They waived a safety, Avery Young. So things like that are going to happen. You know, your back-end guys, they're going to get rotated in and out a bit. Um, but, you know, you root for your guys, obviously. Um, a couple of the things you want to keep in mind with these training camp reports are that it's not what happens on one day. It's always fun when you see the videos and the highlights of like, whoa, holy crap, did you see that play? And oh, so-and-so is dominating today or whatever. And that's good. Uh, but the key is what you're hearing consistently. So like, for example, the quarterbacks, um, from what I've heard in general, uh, Brock Purdy was pretty rusty. His first, you know, two, three practice days. Okay. That makes sense. First couple days. Is he improving? Is he getting his rhythm, his timing, his chemistry down? So you want to see what's consistently happening. Is he consistently improving and getting better? Trey Lance. What have we heard about Trey Lance? Trey Lance looks, uh, he looks visibly different this year in terms of his throwing motion. His spiral is apparently tighter. He's getting the ball out quicker. He looks more decisive, more comfortable. Cool. That's good news. Is that happening consistently? Um, Sam Darnold, how's he looking? From what I've heard, Sam Darnold, I've heard mixed things. Like some people say that he's really inconsistent. Other people say he's consistent. To me, that sounds like he's consistently inconsistent, <laughs> which is a thing, you know. Um, but yeah, so what are, what are you hearing consistently about a player day in, day out, week in, week out? Um, because it's not about, Hey, can you put together one good practice? It's about, are you stringing together day on day on day on day, uh, to where you're consistently showing out well against the competition. Um, another thing to kind of keep in mind is try not to pay too much attention of like who's on which team. Um, until you see people moving up or down, like, Hey, you know, X rookie is still working with the number threes. That's a little bit disappointing. Or, you know, on the other end, like, Hey, so-and-so has worked their way from threes up to the twos. X other guy started with the twos. Now he's with the threes. Oh, so-and-so was with the twos and now he's barely even getting playing time. Okay. Is there an injury there or is he just really struggling? Um, so those are kind of the things you want to look for. It's it's not necessarily what happens on a single day. It's what you're getting day in, day out consistently. Because um, that's what the coaches are looking at. Another thing to kind of keep in mind, just numbers don't matter in training camp. Um, a lot of the numbers that you're going to hear from the people on Twitter, they're going to be subjective. You know, like one guy says, you know, quarterback number one or whatever i'll just say a quarterback went seven of ten the other guy is going to say eight of eleven somebody else is going to say seven of nine and it'll be different reasons you know one guy will be like oh well he got sacked so i didn't even count that as a throw the other guy will say oh well you know i don't care if he got if he would have got sacked or not that was a good throw another guy would have said like hey well i know the receiver dropped it but it hit the receiver in the hand so i'm counting that as a catch so you can literally have the same play and the different reporters, media people, uh, fans out there tweeting things. They could subjectively report a different thing off of the exact same play. Um, so try not to pay too much attention of like the numbers. You know, if, if Trey Lance or Brock Purdy goes two of five one day, like who cares? If it's happening every day, that's a concern. Um, but you know, it'll be like one day, like, Hey, you know, nine of 12, the next day, two of five, the next day, eight of 15, the next day, like 
you know, four of five. Um, the numbers are going to fluctuate a little bit. The context is what matters. Um, and also just keeping in mind, like, we don't know what they're practicing for. We don't know if we're saying, if the coach is saying, hey, I don't care what it looks like out there. I want you to get to your check down. So that you might be like, hey, you know, they saw, you know, Kittle was open, then Debo was open, then Ayuk was open, but then he checked it down. And, but then he, you know, he hit McCaffrey in the back of the helmet. And that looks like a bad play. Well, maybe he was supposed to hit McCaffrey and McCaffrey didn't know. Granted, that would never happen because McCaffrey always knows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like we, we don't really know what the uh, what the point, what exactly they're doing in all these individual drills. So just kind of something to keep in mind, um, you know, as we go throughout the training camp. Other than that, um, I think that's about it. I just uh, I kind of wanted to come in here. Um, oh, yeah. Fights. Fights are happening. Uh, in my opinion, you need one or two good fights in training camp. Uh, you don't want to have too many, but you want to have like, I, I forget who said it, but somebody was like, is it really training camp until there's a fight? <laughs> like, It's not training camp until somebody gets in a fight. Uh, pads came on yesterday, Monday. There was a fight. Awesome. We got our first fight out of the way. Uh, typically the fights happen. Uh, Chapman was talking about this. Typically fights happen at the beginning of the training camp. When pads come on, people start hitting each other. Usually a fight that happens the first couple days of pads. And then the fights also happen at the end of training camp. You know, when people are sick and tired of hitting each other on the same team and they want to go hit someone else. So, you know, I want to go play some real football against somebody else to get the F out of my face. I beat you every day in training camp kind of stuff. So, yeah, we got our first camp fight. Um, you know, how the team responds. I'm not too concerned. Um, I'm not too concerned about it. I, I would be concerned if we didn't have at least one fight in the first two weeks of training camp. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like, uh, where's the fire? Are you guys fired up or no? <laughs> so, yeah, I expect one or two more fights uh, before the season starts. It is, it is what it is. You know, you get a bunch of, you know, type A, hyper-performing, super competitive, elite physical athletes out there competing and the hot sun hitting each other, somebody's going to throw hands. It's just going to happen. <laughs> uh, but hey, as long as, remember, you got to open hands, slap, don't throw fists. You'll break a knuckle or something. You know, you'll break a finger on a helmet. Just open hands, slap people on the side of the helmet. That's the key. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Training camp preseason is just around the corner. Actually, you know what's crazy is the uh I was just looking at this. Uh the Hall of Fame game is this week, Thursday. 2 days from now, August 3rd, Jets Browns. Um two dumpster fires. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't even get to see the good quarterbacks. I'm sure we will not get to see, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and his like uh, his disappointed dad eyes, uh, you know, facing off against, uh, you know, massage oil Watson. I'm sure we won't get that. What we're going to get is uh, Zach Wilson versus whoever the Browns backup quarterback is. And a whole bunch of guys that we don't know. But it's real football. 
And it's 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on NBC. See, I'm doing the advertising for you. Um, one of these days I'll get a sponsor. And then you'll hear these little like 30-second ads like everyone else does. And I can make a dollar. Maybe I can make $15. That'd be cool. Pay for my, uh, pay for my podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to get out of here. I had a super fun day of uh, working a full day and going to the dentist. So I'm going to go enjoy a cold beer on this uh, beautiful summer day. So have fun. Enjoy training camp. I'm sure that I'll probably come back here, um, you know, to talk about the Raiders preseason game, Raiders training camp, stuff like that once preseason gets coming. But, uh, yeah, first preseason game for the Niners is uh, coming up soon. It is coming up soon. So – the first preseason game for the 49ers, I'm telling you here right now, Sunday, August 13th, so 12 days, Sunday, August 13th, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's 10 a.m. Eastern, um, on NFL Network. So, with that, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, love you guys. Welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this. Uh, I'm just a super fan who rants. Um, if you're a, if you're a long time listener or one of my 40 subscribers, I appreciate you. (laughs) Remember that shout out to all of you who actually subscribed and listened to this. I really do appreciate you. Um, it's kind of funny. I was, uh, as I pulled this up, I pulled up my hosting service and, uh, Holy crap, like the last 10 episodes, I'm looking at this and like some of this draft stuff that I got, I had like, I had like 69 views um, <laughs> on my 49ers draft. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the uh, the NFL first rounder, I'm like looking at these, you know, like I, I don't get a lot of listeners, my downloads, it's like. 25, 30, 34, 40, 39, 69. So if you're a listener, shout out to you for being one of the elite of the elite 30 people who listen to this podcast. So, um, yeah, with that, I'm out of here. Love you. Like comment, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. And as always go Niners.